Home is your creative canvas, an expression of your unique style. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring your vision to life. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. They'll even help you set it up. Look, I have an eclectic style, but when I go on Wayfair, they've got such a huge selection of items for the home that there are things that fit me and I know others that will fit everybody else. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Food trends come and go, but there's one that never seems to go out of style. The classic chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my favorite. And famous Amos chocolate chip cookies are as classic as it gets, truly. They're made from the original recipe you know and love. I'm talking semi-sweet chocolate chips, a satisfying crunch. All together in a cookie you can't help but eat in one bite. It's everything classic in a cookie. Find famous Amos cookies anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. This is the Andy Cohen Podcast. I'm Andy Cohen here with John Hill. Hey, John. Hey, what's up? We had a good week this week. Well, it was a lot of emotions this week. You were up and down. I was up and down. uh, You were broken. You were vulnerable. Exactly. I really was. It was a ride of emotions. And uh, we're going to be joined by Michael Patrick King, the executive producer of Sex and the City, and then Just Like That, and The Comeback, and a whole lot more. We had a great conversation. I will say, if you come to New York City, I just want you to understand what's happening here. And that is that the city now is human beings living alongside rats, our furry friends. What about that rat czar? Well, babe, it's the first good thing that Eric Adams has done. Uh, appoint a rat czar. I don't think she's done anything yet because let me tell you, <laughs> and I'm going to enter a story mid-story here. I was walking from from the premiere of the new Jennifer Lawrence, Matthew Broderick movie, No Hard Feelings, mm. to the party. And the party, what the premiere was at um, Lincoln Square, Sony. So... Um, Broadway and 68th or 69th. The party was at 60th and a street called Riverside Boulevard, yeah. which is oh. a fake street yeah. over in that area where they used to shoot All My Children and The View kind of by the river. It Wind is tunnel. a whole new development over there, all these fake streets, and you don't even want to know about the fight I got in with two Lyft drivers afterwards who were not at where I was, and I couldn't even describe to them where I was because it's not New York City. I don't even know. I was looking at the map. I, I was going nuts. Anyway, that's a side story, but I was walking with my friends Ricky and Caroline to, from the movie to the premiere All of a sudden, we, there were two rats, I think they were boning, to quote James Kennedy, (laughs) literally, and they were making noise. They were like, like, we flipped out, all three of us ran into the bike lane, which by the way, 
Bike lanes in New York City are now death trap. Death, death. lanes. They Worse are the because all the bikes now are motorized. So it's like yeah. look both ways, kids. It they is scary out there and they will clip yeah. you and they will mess with you and they do not care. Like that elderly man that I barely ran in over his foot. The other day with Ben's light little air, light as a feather stroller, and the guy said, I said, I'm sorry, and the guy said, no, you're not. These people are not sorry. They will mess you up, and they are not sorry. We jumped into the bike lane and caused bikes then to like veer off, and we're like, there's rats over there. We were crazy. And I was like, no way were those rats. Those were, they looked like dogs. They, it was- They seemed, I I said, I think those were possums. Those weren't rats. So now this morning, I am walking down the stairs to get onto the E-train at 14th Street. And I'm walking down the staircase, walking up the staircase towards me, minding his own business, I guess, with another train to catch, was a rat. And I... Now, there was a very cute guy walking down the stairs with me, and I go, oh my God, I was literally like the daintiest little lady you've ever seen. I go, oh my God, oh my God, and I grabbed the arm of this guy as though I was like little Erica Kane, and that was Jackson Montgomery, who towered over her, or to make this a little more relevant to the times, it was like I was Carrie, and it was Aiden, and I was grabbing Aiden like, ah! And the guy looked at me. Now, I he had headphones on, and he looked at me, and he very clearly recognized me and was like, okay, like, Andy is grabbing me. Like, what? And I, I was at a loss for words. I couldn't even say to him why I was grabbing him because I was so verklempt about it. And then we walked down the stairs. I go... Did you see that? That was a rat. Did you? And he goes, I didn't see it. He goes, nice to meet you. You He was like, my girlfriend will be thrilled. And then two girls were walking behind us. I go, did you see that? And this girl goes, thank God for you, because I wouldn't have seen it if you didn't freak out. So I'm so glad you did. So it was, we live among the rats. That's what's happening. it's getting hot there, and they're coming out of their hole. They are, babe. They are. Yeah. Now, speaking well, that of, rat's ours dropping the bomb. I know. Speaking of coming out of the hole, I did go to the premiere of No Hard Feelings. It How is was that? well. It was great. The movie is great. I'm dying for it you to looks see good. it. Yeah. First of all, they don't make movies like this anymore, which is. It's an I think old, it's a very bold, it's a bold logline. You know, this it is girl a crazy fucks this teenager. Bo- yes. <laughs> no, it is a crazy logline. I mean, these parents hire Jennifer Lawrence to get their kid ready for college, and he's 19, and she's, however old she is, she says she's 30. It's really funny, <laughs> and you know what? Ever, for, Every time I see a Jennifer Lawrence movie, and she's on Watch What Happens Live next week, and it's going to be a banger. Every time I see a Jennifer Lawrence movie, it's not like I forget what a movie star she is, but I watch and I'm like, you know, at some point early in the movie, I'm like, it kind of comes over me in a way of like, 
oh, yeah, that's yeah. why Jennifer Lawrence is the highest paid actress in movies. She deserves it. She is not only beautiful, but she's great. Yeah. And she can yeah, do anything. She's really funny in this movie. And it's very physical. And uh, I just absolutely loved it. I felt, even though I had spent two hours with Ben in the morning and I had lunch with Lucy, I just went to the premiere feeling like I spent no time with my kids. I shouldn't be here. I had terrible guilt. Do you feel that, Jordan, if you ever are like out all day working? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just beating myself up. And then I said to John Mayer, uh, should I take this tincture? He goes, put it under your tongue, baby. It'll, it'll, it'll hit quicker. And I did. And then I got to the red carpet of the Jen Lawrence premiere. This was the first movie I think I've seen in a theater since before COVID. First premiere I've been to in so long. Got there. It kicked in. I was feeling super socially awkward. I ran into someone who is a big exec. I don't want to say where this person is an exec, but this person is going to be hiring someone for a huge job that theoretically I could maybe be considered for if I was absolutely lucky. And Wheel of Fortune? Uh, no. And I and the person stopped me twice to say hello. And both times I was like, yeah, hi. Like I was looking for my tickets and I that seemed to be what was really on my mind. And then I was sitting in the theater and I was like, oh no, I really blew off X person. And that is someone that I should have known who that was. Were you so high? I just, well, I, I think it was partly that and I was partly... Just you know, I'm I'm I I am sometimes really rotten with faces. I went yeah. up to Matthew. Don't you think the tincture makes you a little paranoid? I do, I do. And is I the trade off of feeling a little relief from the stress of the day worth the tincture to have a well, night of panic? I think, John, to your point, I don't have my sea legs for going out to these yeah. big public <laughs> events, and I didn't right. do. I did. Pre I did photographs and not <laughs> electronic, which is like, you know, so I did all these photos and then uh, there's the woman from E.T. Access. Every TV channel is standing there and I, I, I like ran by them and got jeered by them all. Like, and I was like, oh no. I'm not doing interviews right now. Like, I got nothing to say. One of the photographers said, oh, there's three Jersey housewives inside. And then I was like, oh, God, who's mad at me? Like, what, you know, didn't run into any of them. Didn't see them at the party. So I don't know if they didn't score a party invite or what was that. But by the way, at the party, I went up to Matthew and he was talking to Laura Benanti, who was in the movie. And of course, I went up to them and I'm like, now, just give me a little grace because we have been on the air for 14 years. But I just thought certainly Laura Benanti's been on Watch What Happens Live. I was like, hey, and I give her a kiss. And then Matthew goes, oh, you know, Andy. And she goes, well, this is our first time meeting. And then I was like, oh, God. Oh God. I, I like, but you know what? When you are a quote celebrity, you have to approach everyone as if you've already met them because otherwise you offend people and it's not good but 
I was feeling socially awkward. Uh, we were sitting next to Z-Way and Emrata, both looking oh, wow. very beautiful. And then Emrata was like, how are you? I go, fine. She goes, how are your kids? I go, you know, it was a rough day. And then I said, you know what? I regret saying fine. I'm actually really delicate. And then I was like, now I regret saying I'm really delicate. And then I'm like, I'm going to go sit down. All right. We're going to be right back with Michael Patrick King after this on Andy Cohen's Deep and Shallow. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Michael Patrick King is the man behind the Sex in the City and Just Like That universe. I have so many questions for you. The first thing is, I'm so annoyed that the Kim Cattrall news got out. I'm yeah, assuming that the plan was... The plan was not to have that news out. My goal was to have everybody watching yes. the show and Carrie looks at her yes. phone and sees the word Samantha and then the audience's head blows off. Right. And they can't believe it. It's even, you know, edited I'm for so your reaction. Annoyed. It was annoying, yeah. Um, she didn't tell me. I didn't know about it until I read about it. No. She told no one. She's we, the best at keeping a secret. We tell no one. Right. The whole thing. How is, did it get out? No idea. Do you idea. know? No oh, idea. That is so. And it, an- and it was released like a second before I got a call. Uh, there, uh, Hollywood Reporter is going to go with it. Now it's gone. It's so. Anyway, I was so pissed on all of your behalfs because I know how hard you work, and I was like, they clearly wanted this to be a secret, complete or else surprise. she would have told me. Right, complete yes. surprise. Complete surprise. It's really annoying. Yeah, it was annoying, and it's you know, I guess you only get one spoiler save when Big died last year. Nobody yeah, right. knew it, and that's yes. the only one I get in my entire career. I guess. Right, everything oh, is well. leaking. Ugh, it's, it's so annoying. It's a leaky mess. It is. Now, how would you? describe season two of and just like that versus season one what's the difference i think season two is a response to season one okay and everything comes from carrie's point of view so season one was a disaster for her a catastrophic event she lost the love of her life her husband and that was a darker wintry kind of a show yes and season two is it's a lighter it's spring yeah it's returning to like if your friend went through a terrible loss mm-hmm. and then you saw them again you're like oh they're they feel like they're themselves back oh again. i like that yeah it's Ooh, like I just got kind of goosebumps it's it, you, you know it's fun when i was writing it i felt like oh carrie's light and fun and cool and i you know so it was designed as a response to the story of carrie in season one wow and also the fans. Yeah. The fans are like, it's dark. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we we're like, yeah, it's dark. So now it can get light. Right. Because we don't try to repeat. We try to yes. grow further. Everything is its own Yeah. Thing. And, it, and with the new characters on season one, it was kind of like hard judgment. Really hard judgment. Yes. Like you've known Miranda 20 years. You've known Naya 20 minutes. That's yeah. an imbalance. And I thought you did a really good job... I was so blown away by those first two episodes of And Just Like That. Um, I was like, wow, they just introduced like eight new characters. And I think I understand 
who each of them is. I mean, well, you know, they you. were all kind of archetypes. Well, you're a, open. You know, Andy, you're open to the whole thing. I am. Yeah. I did think it was a little bit of an overcorrection. Well, that's interesting because, you know, society uh, sort of regulated a certain amount of attention must be paid. Right. And we tried to do it with a little of an overview of humor. Yes. Which people weren't doing at that time. Yes. They were not trying to show Miranda falling down in front of her teacher. That was hysterical. Well, that it was, was also quite yes. a... Uh, uh, trigger point for people because they were like Miranda would be smarter than that right I like look we're all smarter than right. that yes. but we can't say yeah, it yeah, right yeah, yeah. nothing yes. can work yes. so we tried to get a little bit above the woke to show a woke overview I was really surprised by the reaction to the Miranda you know trying to make it all good with the teacher stuff because I went to the premiere uh of of and just like that, which mm-hmm. became a little bit of a super spreader, but that was fine. It was worth it. <laughs> that meant um, that meant it happened. Yes, that meant it happened. If there isn't a but, super spreader in the forest and it right, makes it doesn't spread, ex- doesn't make a noise. No, exactly, it was a big party. Right, it was, it was a like big something part. from the nineties. Yes, and we got. A, a 2022 yes overview of it whatever it was very current the the thing that you you can always say about (laughs) sex in the city and then just like that is it is it is ahead of the curve and we were all we all got the new variant all brand new so anyway we didn't get that old variant we got the new variant the scene of miranda and the teacher it played people were howling it was comedy and somehow for some people in their homes, it didn't play in that way. It was so interesting to me to talk to people about that. Were you surprised by that? Or yeah, I guess you're never surprised. Or do you read that shit? I um, I'm always surprised. I don't read the stuff, but it again leaks in. You can feel yeah, yeah, it yeah, on the frame. Course, you know what people course. are doing. And I actually thought for the reaction to season one from Naya Miranda's mishap all the way through Che, what was thrilling for me for really the first time in my career, I was like, wow, this is really active. It's like, right. it doesn't bother me that people love it. I can't wait to see my girls again. And people are like, I hate it. You I activated people. It, it created yes. a conversation. Yes, and did. when there's 5,000 shows on television, no no one's talking about anything and so all of a sudden it felt weirdly reminiscent of the 90s in the water cooler when people talked about something for a week do you read the re like the vulture recap sometimes i will go and read a housewives recap on vulture because it's not only recaps what the show is but it's from someone's point of view and it's 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 often sometimes it's quite annoying but it's often super interesting to see how things landed with that person yeah i mean do you read those ever i or never read you never read i those? never read them in the creative process okay. i never look at anything when we're forming it because i don't want people to tell us what to do but there's an overall feeling in the world that you're sort of responding to i'm not as strong as you andy right <laughs> really you know i don't really look at every, you know because then you have to play the antidote game Someone hates you, then you have to surf to get till someone likes you. Wow, then you right. get off. Yeah. And then oh, if you see so a secret really? hate you, then you have to do oh, like wow. you. Right. I'm not on oh, I'm that's... not on any social media because it's too much right. information no, coming is. in yes. for me. It's But um, I bless it because it means people are talking. Right. It's really upsetting. By the way, there's a great profile. I posted a link of it on my stories that I think is still up of Sarah Jessica in the New Yorker right now. Yeah. Uh, everyone should check that out. What did you make of the, I mean, Shay Diaz, man, uh, people were, 
activated by Che Diaz. Why? I have a friend named Greg Araki who's a very special film director. Yes. Outsider film director. Yes. He yes. said to me, how does it feel when there's a broadcast world of vampires, child molesters, uh, militia people, Nazis on television? You created the most polarizing character by doing a non-binary stand-up. And I was like, that's really bizarre. They're not even killing anyone. They're just telling jokes. What I loved about Che, and I still do, yeah. is they're clear and strong and present. And in the first two episodes, people were like, yeah, Carrie has a new friend. And they're right. talking to Carrie yeah, the way yeah. nobody does, like step your pussy up and yeah, all yeah. that. It's fun. And yeah. they were heroic at the funeral. And the minute, the minute Miranda became attracted and yeah. there was a... a Radical fingering in a kitchen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all the attention went to poor Steve, victimized Steve. Yeah, right. And Che became a meritable split up villain. Right, right. And then they just dumped whatever they wanted to on on Che. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the negotiation to do that scene with Kim Cattrall. Was that... <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, I know. Well, but was, I'll tell that, you as, what was been... that as harried as one might think or was it... Okay. Two things. First of all, I don't know how it happened. Okay. It feels like it was magical because I didn't start the season with that thought okay. at all. It wasn't predestined. Something shift in the fan universe. Some okay. emotions came in around the 25th and all of a sudden it was a possibility. Ah. And I have to tell you that if, if show running was the Olympics... I would have won the decathlon for that event yeah, yes. of having that actually happen. But it was really kind of a surprise and very focused on the story. And then Kim, who had famously said, I don't want to put on some visit this. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly was like, all right. Wow. I'll do, it's a treat. It's a sweet yeah, yeah, yeah. treat. It's a chef's kiss. And again, scene. it's just so annoyed it couldn't have just been a surprise. If I mean, that would have been such a great... If you want to look at the silver lining of the bad leak... It's that people know now that it's one scene. Yeah, right, exactly. So their expectations yes, are yes. sort of reframed to like- Do we know what episode this appears I'm not telling in? you. No, okay. Um, <laughs> you will hate me if I tell you, because then you're like, I wanted to not know no, what episode. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's oh, that's the dual so, Andes right now. That's so funny. You know, it's also shocking. Um, Sanford, played by the great Willie Garson, yeah. has passed away. Yeah. Chris Noth is out of the conversation. Well, there's two differences. No, I know there are. No, I know there Chris, are. Chris yes. Noth. <laughs> Mr. Big was a fictional death. No, I which understand. Which therefore makes it fun. No, and, I understand. But I'm saying two actors who were very identified with this universe yeah. are no longer, for obviously very different reasons, they're no longer... Except that there's a big difference, that Mr. Big was designed to leave the season from the beginning. Yes, Chris yes. was never going to be in more than one episode yes. because the whole story was about breaking what you expected to happen and creating a new show. Willie, unfortunately, was ripped from us mid-season where we had an enormous arc written and it was all a terrible surprise and a great loss. There was... I remember, was that just a decoy for the paparazzi? I remember pictures of Sarah and Chris Noth on the bridge in Paris. Was that, was there more to Chris? Were there going to be flashbacks of Chris? There was a, you know, like in the editing room, you make choices like, is this necessary? Are we a show that does flashbacks? And we did right. it through the writing explore flashbacks. Right. And then I started thinking, well, if you start doing flashbacks, then they can be in the show for the rest of 
eternity. Right. And a flashback didn't seem like Carrie's reality because one of the things that we did in and just like that was we took the voiceover away. Yes, you so, did. So Carrie doesn't have an overview or right. a, or a, a, like the Sex and the City. She was in the at the end and she was telling you, well, this happened and this right. happened. And it was bad. And then her little sum up made you feel safe. Yes. Rip that all away so that Carrie's in the moment. So a flashback, how would that be? Would she might as well just turn to the camera like she used to do as Carrie in yeah. the first season of Sex in the City and go, I'm on television. Who came up with the title and just like that? It's Me. a great, you did. It's, it's so great. It was, Sarah Jessica and I were talking, there were two potential titles. Okay. And just like that. Yeah. What's the other one? From Carrie's that you would think Carrie would say, I couldn't help but yes, wonder. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that would have been in the right ballpark because they yeah. were easily. And just like that is so much better. It's so great because people love to use it. Yes. And somebody said to me, somebody at uh, now Max, which used to be yeah. HBO Max, said to me, "But why don't you just call it Sex in the City?" And I said, "A, it's not. Right. And B, they will." Yeah, right. That's so true. So they will. So that's it, so and everybody true. loves saying and just like that, yes. more sex. Yeah. You know. And Carrie does say and just like that in every episode. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's so that's, one line. You did give her one line. Right. At the end, one line versus pages and pages of an overview. Right. Wow. Yep. And um, just like that. And the they run profoundly from and just like that big died. Yeah. Which was the first one yes. to yes. something as, and just like that, I ate popcorn. I mean, they have a full range of. And just like that, Charlotte's daughter killed another person. <laughs> the daughter of Charlotte is the root of all evil. She needs to be excised from Manhattan. You know, this girl has caused more trouble. You know, as with any. Um, damaged situation. Yes. I don't think Lily has any recollection of the damage she's done. Uh, well, she's like <laughs> because I, you know she's neither does Trump. I mean, oh, all right, now you've gone too you know, far. Well, I mean, Lily, your golden blood cannot be spoken in the same sentence as Donald uh, J. Trump. I, <laughs> they can't. She is the Trump of the and just like that community. I'm sorry, and just like that, Kathy Ang, who plays the actress, is weeping. I, well, <laughs> listen, Jesus wept. She's just, uh, you know, it's just she's just looking at the text. Indulge me, yeah. Let's talk about the comeback for a minute. Okay. Because Michael, by the way, Michael Patrick King is a genius and he's, uh. I could talk to you forever and I'm upset that we, um, that we're just here for this and it's, but Sex and the City, Will and Grace, Sybil, Murphy Brown, the comeback, Two Broke Girls. Yeah. He created Two Broke Girls. Um, but the comeback you came back for the second season. Nine years later. Nine years later. After being ins canceled. Insane. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a good uh, lesson for any writer. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Don't um, believe it, it'll ever come back nine years later. You can always go to Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf and go, you know, it could come back. It's only seven years <laughs> now from now. He, he, uh, he geniusly made... Geniusly? Yeah. He... Uh, listen, let me just say, uh, the highlight of my life appearing on season two, episode one of The Comeback, and even being referred to by Valerie Cherish before my scene. I mean, this was like the greatest thing for me, but talk, so A, 
I let's indulge what a you. thrill! First what a thrill! All, it's what not, a thrill, it's dude! It's the first I mean, quote un- iconic series that you've been in that I've done. We actually just did the podcast for the 25th anniversary with the three um, Cynthia, Kristen, and Sarah Jessica. Okay, and we were going down all the men that had been on the show that are yes. famous now, and I said to them, "And who?" has been on the show twice, yes. once selling a shoe and once doing tequila shots with next to you. Yes. Just Andy Cohen. It's the yes. same character, though. He went from the shoe yes. store at to the gay bar. To the gay of bar course. where he did shots. So that, ha- but when when it came to Valerie Cherish, yes. who has always revolved around reality TV in her yes. mind, right. and we wanted to create an incredibly uncomfortable star sighting for her or a target and it was you because right. you were the target and you would be her carrot on a stick her right. slab of I could get meat. her on the housewives or get her on uh, yeah, something yeah you could do yeah. something so yes. we actually asked you to do it to yeah. play yourself yes. and then I thought now who would Andy be talking to and then so of course funny. it's RuPaul and you which is like what that conversation I don't know right. and then you came on and I was like we have five cameras going Yes, and you're like wait what and I said, just be in the moment. Right. And you were fantastic. Oh, God, it was... And it's still one of my favorite things. And I've said it to you in person. I'll say it to you on air. The look on your face when Valerie leans down and whispers very intimately into your ear, could have done better or whatever she yeah, says. She says, I get it now. I get it now. I could do it better. I, I get it now. And the yeah. look of horror, yeah, coupled, <laughs> coupled with yeah. I'm on camera, right? To right. horror, to yes. I'm on camera, back yes. and forth. And yeah. then we did that other scene where you see the clip of her and Lisa Vanderpump. Yes, that we from her yes. thing of the footage of her quitting the show and yeah. yelling at the camera, talking to you, Andy. Yes. Not what I signed up for. Yes, that had to feel good, especially since you love the show. Amazing. And Vanderpump was really good yeah. in that scene. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And Vanderpump is trying to keep uh, um, Valerie in the moment that's and when they in realize the scene. That Lisa can act. Yeah. It's more than it just being yourself. She yeah. knew how to play, oh, we don't break camera. Yeah, yes. She was thin. not breaking scene. And then she was underneath raging yes. at yes. Valerie. Can it was, you just imagine what else Valerie had done? It was really, really good. But it's it worked because it was based on reality, that that's what was happening and it would, Valerie would chase it. And then you agreed to it, which is great. Whenever we get the real thing. Oh my God, are you kidding to me? To do the real thing. Unbelievable. Now, will there be any return to the comeback? I mean, would you ever? Could there be a movie? Could there be a half hour? And man, that last episode was so good. I love the idea of a movie. Like a movie for a, a premium cable. You know what I mean? Where that anyone who sees the... The, the movie is a fan and it's a very interesting small window to hit because Lisa is flawless and Valerie will never tire because she'll never get what she wants and she'll always be up against aging and show business coolness and it'll no matter what situation yes yeah I, I mean, always you could... think Valerie will be funny but Lisa has a very specific almost trigger to know what's the right story to keep going. You know, I mean, it's like there are there are countless situations where uh, Valerie can be humiliated. I mean, or, you know, Valerie does Broadway or Valerie, <laughs> yes, you know, I mean, the life of an oh, actress. Yeah, right. It's just. No, the life of an actress who wants to be the star of right. something as well as acting. And the first episode of the series, when you have Mary Lou Henner and Kim Fields, uh-huh. I mean, you the casting throughout is just so brilliant. I think it's, it's one of my superpowers, casting. 
Oh, I think it it's is important. Too. The casting in and just like that is just brilliant too. It's funny in that profile of Sarah Jessica in the New Yorker, they mention that you and SJ were were talking about doing a, a Sex in the City podcast where you broke down kind of every episode of the series, and I was bidding on it. For, yeah, right. Uh, I was, you know trying to get serious to do that in partnership with you guys that would have been so fun it would have been fun and then what happened was we were talking about it and we kept talking about the past and then we'd have to address this and i said to sj why not just do it again and not have to address what the past was except in the story right i have to assume i mean all these shows will and grace sex in the city the comeback true broke girls sybil murphy brown and just like that could you do you have a favorite show you've worked on? Is Sex in the City your favorite or can you not even? I mean, I've been writing these characters for 25 years and what I love about this franchise is the risks it takes. Yeah. So I'm as a writer excited about anything where you can defy what something was and that was was, was so thrilling about the comeback was it had never been done before. There weren't any real hives yeah. at Real, real hives. I said, which is kind of Freudian. And, Beehives, real wives. When we and, did it, and, and, and by the way, I think that's part of the. I I think that that show was so ahead of its time, and it was also so uncomfortable for people that they didn't know where to put it or how to process it, and they did not like seeing Lisa Kudrow beaten up like this. I mean, it was. But it. But then they realized. Wait a minute. This is actually genius. I should say today's catch up is brought to you by Hilton. Book your next day at Hilton.com. Hilton for the stay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, when I was the shoe salesman. Yeah. Uh, in that final season of Sex in the City, I'm sitting there. Yeah. I had really never. I was not a famous person. I was not a public person. I had never done anything like this. Um. When I put the shoe on her, I really wanted to say, she looked up and I wanted to say to her, classic, like this is classic, like for you. If I had said, but I thought I was going to be ruining the take or something. If I had said it, would you have kept it in if I nailed the line? Of course. Or really? I would have. Because I think you're someone who sticks to the text and it I wasn't do, in but the- it's, uh, First of all, anything that comes after the text right. that's an ad is fantastic. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, if you had I said classic, wondered. you would have also gotten bumped. Right. Because I know you needed the money back then. Right. Oh, I would have gotten, gotten bumped up. Bump, yes. Right? So that, wow. that's so, but so, wow. you know, in certain cases like you, if you had said classic, I thought, oh, let's bump them up. But if, if people say anything, yeah. you can't. Yeah, no. Then you, all of a sudden everybody's like, you looked at me, yeah. it's a pay bump. Yeah, right. And I right. go, I did. No, right. I'm not doing Yeah, this. you could have added. Yes. I always love a thing at yeah. the end. And just like that, debuts two episodes. So excited. You will be hearing from me after I see them. Thanks, Andy. Michael Patrick King does it again and just like that love talking to michael patrick king always yeah you know i watched all of the uh screeners i got for and just no yeah tell did. me did you enjoy yeah i did yeah, and was absolutely. and did Carrie seem lighter? Like, did that? Yeah, I thought that was a really good explanation. Yeah, I did yeah, too. It was a good description, and, and it really made me excited. That was a really good reset. I thought. Yeah, yeah. The first season, she was kind of there were some silly moments from Carrie, which I always like a silly Carrie. But this one, she seemed more in her own skin. Yeah, like more self assured. Yeah. 
Uh, and I she love looks it. so good. Yeah. I love She and I had a great night the other night. We went to a new restaurant on Carmine Street called Gabby's, uh, which was excellent, excellent, brand new. Um, and I love it. I said there's a great po- profile of, of, of Sarah in The New Yorker. But she is someone, unlike me, who is literally, I will use my celebrity to get a table anywhere. I will drop a name. I will have Darren call, whatever. She is so kind of careful. She doesn't ever want to kind of assume anything. And every time she handles booking the table, she'll say, oh my God, like she'll be relieved that she was able to score a reservation. And she was like, I got us a reservation at Gabby's. It's really hard to get a reservation. I got us one at seven o'clock. And I'm always like, yeah, girl, I'm sure you did. But, you know, (laughs) but, but you know what? And I love that about her. Okay. The phone lines are jammed. Donna from Long Island. Hey, Andy. Hey, what's up? Good, good. I'm with my husband, and we're driving to Belmore, Long Island. Oh, my God. Our daughter's getting married in five weeks. I'm going for my fifth fitting. Oh, I my. I took on 10 pounds already. I mean, Donna, with all and due, you need five fitting? Where are you going, Carolina Herrera? Well, actually, I should give us a plug, but it's called Runway Couture, but I did look at Carolina Herrera. But wow. You lost 10 pounds? Good life. for you. Did you do it the... I looked 10 pounds. How'd you do I it? I did it the old... Not Ozempic. I did it Weight Watchers. Good for Andy, you, Donna. Well. And my husband who's sitting next to me. Andy, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, you I'm doing. doing I'm doing good. Well, how Andy, about that? Yeah, you got a, you got a, Donna's looking extra hot for you. I think you're doing great. Look at all the hard work Absolutely. she's doing. Met him in 1978 on the wow. summer of Bay One, Brooklyn, the good old days. Wow. Summer of Sam. Yeah, that's where we met. Mm. Summer, exactly. Wait, I have, I, well, now it's a little highlighted, but I had that typical mousy Jewish brown hair. Okay. And when I went to visit a boyfriend and I was like 16 years old, 17 years old, I had to like put like a kerchief over my head because we were afraid to walk in the streets of Brooklyn. Wow. Because Sam was at, Sam was on his killing spree. Yeah, and he—that's who he—that's we oh, were like no. targeted. That was the yeah, mousy was hair. He like, didn't like mousy, you know, the typical. Yeah. But also- Andy, don't let her fool you. She's gorgeous. <laughs> no Thank question, you. I'm getting gorgeous so from I'm her. They put you through. Uh, yeah, you know. Do you like the son-in-law, Donna? Be honest. Do you like the son-in-law? Honest. Yeah. I must have a real Brooklyn accent. So we love, we love him, Alex. He's from Philadelphia. Jew? Um, Is he a Jew? He's a Jewish boy. Good. He's six okay. two. My daughter's five oh. one. Listen, my daughter was on Shark Tank. She came out with it's called Stack Mat, it's a foldable <laughs> yoga mat, oh. and she's doing really amazing. Oh. Yeah, look her up, Taylor Borenstein. She's oh, really Taylor Borenstein. Okay. Look her up. Okay, Donna. Anyway, so thank you for putting us through. We love you. You put a smile on our face. Your kids are adorable. You're Is that it? You just wanted dad. a kibitz a little bit? That was the call? I just wanted a kibitz. Okay. And I also want to tell you that it's really like hard when they're little, but I'm going to give you a little word. It gets really harder when they get older. I know. That's what everyone says. I know, I know, I know. I know. But it's all good. Let everyone stay healthy. That's all that counts. Uh, and enjoy your summer. Andy. Uh, yeah. Andy, you're, you're the, you're the <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. What's your name? 
Steve. Steve. Steve, Steve and Donna. Steve and Donna Borenstein. You're my people. Yeah, that's who we are. Yeah. You're your people. All right. We love you. We watch you. We see you on Instagram. You're the best. Thanks, Steve. Love you guys. All right. Drive safe. All right. Get in that dress. Make this your last fitting. All right. I'm in it. Don't lose any more weight. I'm getting worried. You're too thin, Donna. You're too thin. Never too thin, never too rich. Yeah, it's true. Gorgeous, gorgeous. All right, Don. I'll see you on the LA. All right. Feel good. All right. Bye. All right. Okay. Those are my people. I mean, honestly, with all due. I could have talked to Donna and Steve for the next half hour. I could have just, we should have just kept them on the phone. I really, those are my people. Well, John, that's all for this week. It was great hanging out with you. Loved Michael Patrick King. I mean, he's like a blooming onion, right? That's right. Yes, absolutely. Kind of made me wish that I had said that extra line when I was in Sex in the City, hearing that he said he would have bumped me up. And it could have gone either way, though. Uh, yeah, you're right. All right. Well, uh, to hear more, you can listen to us weekdays on Radio Andy on Sirius XM. We'll see you back here on this feed next week.